0: Good morning. On this Tuesday morning, I want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We have been considering and comparing the Day of Pentecost with the Feast of Trumpets in the Old Testament. And we have been taking a look at some of the things that transpired when God gave the covenant and the law. To the nation of Israel, but also we're looking at in the New Testament at the same time, 50 days uh, from Passover, 50 days from when Israel left Egypt to when they were at Mount Sinai, that they received the giving of the law, the command, the covenant that God had with them, and all the things that have transpired. And of course, in the New Testament, we had the, the giving of the Holy Spirit. Now we have to understand that that this was not just an event. This was a transitional point in history, human history. God planned for it. God designed for it. God ordered it, and it came to pass. And because of it, you have all these different changes and exchanges that took place. Under the law, we had uh, the tribe of Levi, they were the ones that were selected as priests. And they were the ones that were responsible for carrying and putting up, tearing down, and officiating the sacrifices and the different things of the tabernacle. Of course, they were divided into groups, but it was a tribe of Levi. It was Aaron, who was the first high priest. And it was the priesthood of Aaron... That continued for many, 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 many years. And then, of course, by the time we get to the time of Jesus, a lot of things had changed. And then, of course, the Bible promised in the Old Testament, and this promise was given with an oath uh, that Jesus would be a priesthood. And it would come out of the tribe of Judah, not out of the tribe of Levi. Both Levi and Judah were sons of Joseph. But here is the, the exception to the rule that God had already prepared for another priesthood to start for another order. And this is what the scripture says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 11. If therefore per- perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there for another priesthood that it should arise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron. So here we see a specific difference. One of where <clears throat> the Levitical priesthood of Aaron was called to do a specific task and job, and then the priesthood of Jesus, that's after the order of Melchizedek is called to do a specific task and job also. The tribe of Judah, the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 14, For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing about, or nothing concerning the priesthood. Then we have the animal sacrifices which was the way to cover the blood. That was the way to atone for them. Once a year, they had the Day of Atonement, which was a day of repentance. And we'll be talking about that as one of the feasts that is included in the seven feasts that we started teaching on. The animal sacrifices were for the purpose to foreshadow and to show us something better that was coming. So it says in Hebrews 9, 12, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he, speaking of Jesus, entered in once into the holy place, not the temple of of that day, not Solomon's temple, not the tabernacle, but the heavenly tabernacle that's in heaven. He entered in once, obtaining eternal redemption for us. It says in Hebrews 9, 14, that it was not an animal sacrifice that paid the price for us, but it was the sacrifice of Jesus. It was a human being on that cross. And it was the blood of a human that was paying for an individual, for our individual sins. But the blood that flowed in Jesus was special blood. It was special in this sense that it had the life of the Father in it. And that is what gave life to Jesus, to give life to others. Not, that, not, not to keep him alive, but that is the life that flowed through him. So the scripture says in Hebrews 9.14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, notice the work, the combination of what Jesus was doing and what the Holy Spirit was doing in him, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God to purge your consciences from dead works to serve the living god and this is one of the this is one of the bigger keys that our conscience is purged cleansed where we don't have a remembrance of those sins and if we should recall them they are no longer there they have been buried in the depths of the sea god has forgotten them there's no reason for us to recall them so these sins are dealt with and God has dealt with them through the cleansing of our conscience from the dead works with which, which we lived and did things to serving God, the living God now. Because our conscience is made clean and purged, then we don't have that sense of condemnation. And the reason for that sense of condemnation being gone is with our conscience purged and the knowledge that we have been made righteous and experimental knowledge, something that you know that has transpired and taken place, not something theoretical. You're able to, on a day-to-day basis, Come to God before him in prayer, and yet not feel that sense of condemnation because of what has already been accomplished for us. You can have confidence that when you pray, he hears you. You can have confidence that when you pray, not only does he hear you, but that he will answer you. But as long as our conscience is bothering us, as long as the enemy is making us feel guilty, As long as he throws condemnation at us, then we have failed to experience that cleansing and purging of the conscience of our lives and also experiencing what it is to be walking, living daily in the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus our Lord in your life. So what Jesus did on the cross as a human... <clears throat> actually did accomplish a lot. How much more, if the blood of animals was able to do what it did, how much more shall the precious blood of Christ, who the, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God to purge your consciences from dead works to serve the living God. And the scripture says in Hebrews 9.28, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many unto them that that look for him shall he appear a second time without sin unto salvation now think about that for those who look for him shall he appear the second time without sin we're talking about when he comes And he manifests himself in our lives in the rapture, taking us to be with him. But at the same time, he is coming back a second time to this planet. Not to be our savior and die on a cross, but to rule as a king over the nations of the world. Those that have rejected him, those that have abandoned him. And judge them. But at the same time. Be able to present to us. A period of 1000 years. It's called or has been named. The millennium. Which is basically 1000 years. And during that time. Experience peace on earth. Like unlike it's ever known. War no longer spoke of or seen. War no longer dealt with. All of these things experienced. Because he's coming back a second time. But without sin. In other words, we don't have to worry about or deal with the issue of sin in the life of an individual. Because we will have have, had our bodies redeemed, redemption. Now those that are still living during the millennium, they still got to deal with some of these things. But for us, things have changed considerably. Now consider this. Moses and Aaron and the priest, they dealt with a physical temporal tabernacle that the weather would beat on. You would have to change things. You would have to repair things. And the scripture says in Hebrews 9 two, for there was, notice, there was a tabernacle made. The first wherein was the candlestick, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. But Jesus, according to the scripture in Hebrews in chapter number 8 in verse 2, it calls him a minister of the sanctuary, of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched himself and not man. That makes a difference for us. The Lord had already prepared this, had made it available, and because of that, And that means he already had the forethought, the foreknowledge that we would be, we would be prepared to be able to not only meet with him, not only have access with him, but to forever be in his presence. Doesn't that sound like good news? To me, that's what's called the gospel, good news. Well, until then, and we meet again, continue looking up. For your redemption draweth nigh. Our redemption is at the blinking of an eye. So fast, so quick, that you don't have time to think about it. We will be changed. Be ready for it. Look for it. He loves you and He cares for you. But at the same time, we must be ready and looking for Him. Till we meet again on Wednesday. The Lord richly bless you all. Amen.